Can you hear me? Can you still hear me? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's nice and clear. Trying to see. Hopefully that. I'm. I'm gonna try to record it as well on my end and see how. It, okay. How it goes. Yeah, it's nice and clear. All right. All right. We started. Right. Should we start? Yeah. Yeah, so I find that a lot of hippie people that go traveling, go to Thailand, go to Peru, Australia, whatever, okay, they've had this such life of freedom and everything is just pure and natural that they come back to society when their funds run out and they've got to get a normal job of toxic, cancerous, boring people and life is just not the same. They get depression and then they end up saving to go on holiday again for three months and then they're like, they're 35, 40 years old and they're still doing that cycle. But the alternative is, coming back to normal life and being unhappy. So, where's the balance? The balance, I think, is um, trying to... Trying to, like, get out of your, your, your blocked way. So, like, you just be on holiday in regular life. Right? So, I, I'd imagine it's, it would really just be... A change of your mindset, really, more than anything else. Cause yeah, like when people go um, traveling, they, they already have a vision in their mind of freedom, what it would be like. Well, that's in your head, of course. So you didn't have to travel across the world to find that freedom. You could find that freedom in your work, for example. So, yeah, you don't have to travel to find this freedom. It is in your head. But the reality is that being in a boring, toxic work lifestyle where everyone's just stress, there's cars everywhere, pollution and stuff, um, it will affect you, irrelevant to how strong-minded you are, what do you reckon? Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, I think it's tough, man, like, really, to go from one, one, like, euphoric, like, zen place to back, back to normal, back to the daily grind and like you're, you're seeing the same nine to five people with the same nine to five problems. You're, you're, it's, it's an adjustment that is almost impossible to, to continue to live with. But you just, uh, I think it's, I think it's like, you have things to look forward to things. It's like a mixture of having things to look forward to and having things to be grateful for. So, like you had those, you had those great experiences. Be grateful for those. Count count your things that you're grateful for as often as you possibly can. Like um, I used to wear at my job, I used to wear my, my mala beads on, on my wrist, and through through the day would start counting them, and each 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 bead would represent something I was grateful for. So I would say like. I'm grateful for my mom, my sister, my house, my car. I'm grateful for, grateful for my brother. I'm grateful for my girlfriend. I'm grateful. Like so, it would just be a, a matter of the things, you, the things that you continue to be grateful for. Kind of, I don't want to say distract you, but uh, make you, make you sort of more in the attitude. 
of uh, vibrating out <laughs> the good energy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I used to have a chest piece, and every time I have, used to have it in my pocket, and every time I used to get my car keys out of my pocket or whatever, I'd have this chest piece, and that's essentially the same as a stone where the gratitude, the gratitude rock. Say, I'm grateful yeah. for this, 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 and this. Yeah. Every time I put that chest piece down, I would then say, I'm grateful for this, this, and this. But yeah. Uh, it's nice to have like something to look forward to, like this three months traveling in Australia. But if you have loads of things in your life you're already grateful for, like going on walks, seeing your dog, seeing your friend, then you won't need that lifestyle as much in freedom because you are free at present with doing things that you like to do. Yeah, it's not on the beach in Australia, but you are happy um, doing stuff in that moment where you don't depend on this big adventure of freedom. So yeah, you're right. I mean, it just comes down to being grateful for the things you already have. So I did. I did check out some of your, some of your other conversations, and I did, I did see some stuff in regard to um, Bob Proctor and the Secret and and all that stuff. And I kind of wanted to get in your head about, uh, you know, what impact it's had on your life and what where where you started practicing it and like how. So I know you said I, the I chest piece. growing up from when I was 13 to like 20 years old. I was on medication for Tourette, which is like the twitching and the, uh, right. the uh, swearing and shit. And that I worked out was just simply lots of brain activity, which creates stimulation in the face muscles. And then the swearing is the frustration of like, fuck, fuck, shit, you can't work stuff out. So I came off the medication at the same time I was aware of the law of attraction, Bob Rock to the secret. Mm-hmm. So I came off the medication. I was aware to all this stuff that, I'd always been thinking about in my head my whole life, hence why the twitching was there, because it was about too much brain activity. Tablets slowed the brain down, and my thoughts just never ended up being fulfilled. I never worked out all the stuff I wanted to work out, like 10 years later. So came off the meds. That allowed me to have like my engine back, and I learned from Bob Proctor about paradigm shifts and all that stuff, and I started to take action to the things that he was saying, and I just literally went, I just shifted paradigms. I went from like black and white to color, and I entered this world of consciousness and awareness and I understood why there's problems, why there's medicines, why people always have depression when they're on medication because the medication keeps you in that pattern. Mm-hmm. And unless you um, actually solve that issue in the first place while you're there, medication is just like a temporary solution and people will never actually fix the problem. And obviously my medication was a solution to the problem, but the problem was thoughts. And obviously Bob Proctor is all about thoughts and manifestation and stuff. So a mixture of the two mm-hmm. ended up freeing my mind well, I lost my Tourette's as, as bad as I had it. And I was in a meditative state where there was just no brain activity. And I blink a lot now because I'm very active in the brain when I'm speaking quickly like this. But how I used to be was just like, it was just like crazy because I was just living in my head. I have, I have two friends with Tourette's. I have two friends with Tourette's. Uh, the one uh, used to live here with me in my house here. Uh, he uh, he moved out in in like December, but yeah, I, I'm very familiar with it. Um, Lucas Twitch DeSangro, he's he's a pro wrestler. He used to be my roommate. But. Yeah, so um, he will cure his Tourette's by med- med- meditation and writing down all of his thoughts on a piece of paper, taking action on all the ones that he can, and eliminating the stuff that isn't relevant and isn't necessary. And then you have no brain activity. So you remove the past thoughts. You keep things that are relevant to you present. 
and then the future stuff, you don't think about it, how are you going to get there? Because that's brain activity, that's twitching. How am I going to get there? Fuck, I don't know how I'm going to get there. How am I going to get this? How am I going to get that? Twitch, twitch, twitch. Stop all that, bollocks. That's like the next stepping stone. Focus on the first stepping stone, which is I've got a football match tonight and I need to get my gym bag out the car. One thought. And it's about controlling of the thoughts and you stay present and you meditate when you're not thinking. And then when you go to the other thoughts, you focus on the one thought and not fucking billions and billions. Like my thought was like billions in the future, billions in the past, billions now. My head was a fucking knot. And that's that's how it basically disappeared. Literally, Tourette's disappeared in three weeks. Three weeks. Mm -hmm. From like 10 years to three weeks. Because I understood what it was and why it existed. What were the the ticks? Mostly. Oh, I, I had everything. I was like, I cross-eyed, I was doing this, I was doing that, I was doing like this, I was doing that. Any facial thing you could think I was doing, I had everything. Because my brain was so active that it needed other facial muscles to process the information. So when my forehead was um, was worn out, I'd use my cheek and then I'd use my, my tongue. Now, forget the movement, it's just stimulating muscles in that part of the face, which is connected to the brain and you get extra energy, something like that. But when I meditate... I'm just still. There's just no brain activity, no twitching, just. So since you, like, so since you were 20, it, it's been, it's been eased down. So, so, so I, I was been twitching since I was five years old, all the way till I was 20. That's when I came off the med- medication. Um, so I imagine when I'm five years old, my thinking starts getting more and more and more, and I start working out: Is there a god, chicken or the egg? How can you be doing that when you can do this? He's telling you that I'm wrong when I know I'm right. There could be, it must be aliens, and you spend your life in your head questioning outside the mainstream you were taught in school. Twitching gets more, you're thinking more, and then, yeah, so 20, and then when I was 12, I went on the medication, very powerful shit. It suppresses the brain activity, so the twitches stop. So in terms of the doctor, medication works. His switches have reduced. Medication works. Well, no, because you have to understand that those thoughts are still there, and I just haven't worked them out yet. So like 10 years later, all those thoughts are still there. And I come off the medication, I've got this brain power to think about 15 years worth of thoughts, just like that, with the law of attraction, with doctor's knowledge, with the secret, and then the Tourette's goes. And I had no twitching whatsoever, no voice in my head, no swearing for like six months. It was pure meditation. It was bliss. And then I started becoming my entrepreneurial business person again, ideas switching. So it's brain activity. Tourette's is brain activity. Do you, do you listen to Nako? I don't know who that, who, who's that? Look up Nako, Nako and Medicine for the People. I feel like that'd be a group that you'd be really into. It's a, it's a, it's a band. It's it's um, I guess that it's considered. It's called conscious music. I think I think you and I have like a lot of stuff that we could we could bounce off each other to know more, like cool things to discover. Um, have you oh, ever, yeah. have you ever listened to Aubrey Marcus's podcast? No. Uh, that would be something I think right down your alley. Aubrey Marcus is the CEO of Onnit. Have you ever heard of Onnit? Nope. It's like <laughs> all natural supplements company. Uh, so, no, but I'm all about you know natural stuff, and uh, I don't take anything man-made. Yeah, he um, Aubrey Marcus is he's like he's kind of like a I don't I don't think he uses the word shaman, and I wouldn't use the word shaman either. But he's he's really practiced in plant medicine and meditation and he 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 has some impressive stuff he's got a book out now that it's called change your day change your life 
Yeah, like, um, I don't believe that man needs anything man-made because we have it all. Yeah, if there's a flu, for example, and you're living amongst chickens with flu, you can either migrate away from the chickens with the flu, or man can create a jab and you can live there. So, yeah, in that case, you need man to keep you alive. But apart from that, we don't need anything medicine-wise. We don't need, like, green teas. We don't need anything. We just need food and water and uh, and and oxygen. And um, anything else is simply a choice. And your body will use what you give it, and it will adapt. And if you don't have it, it will adapt back. So if it, if it adapts back anyway, what's the point? You know, like, it's like washing your hair. It's just going to get greasy. Washing your face. You just remove the natural oils, so therefore more spots happen. And then you put more spot cream on, because there's spots. Just don't wash your face. And then, you know what I mean? Just simple shit like that. We're just always going to the man or outside when we already have it within like everything you need right well it's like everyone is always so interested in reacting to a thing no one takes action and this is a thing that my mom's been telling me since i was a little kid and i still like to apply it often instead of being a uh just an observer in your life be a a deliberate creator in your existence. So uh, that that totally comes together with what what I'm thinking like maybe, maybe you're searching for maybe you're searching for a quick fix to something that just is going to take some work and you got to you know there's no quick fix. And that a uh, a uh, uh, thing I've been saying for years is uh you're if you look through the bookstore there's a section that's called self-help. There's, it's like a million-dollar industry, but there's no section called self-fix because that doesn't exist. There's no fix. The work is never done. You've got to keep on going, keep on, keep on being a, 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 deliberate, a deliberate creator instead of just some passenger. Absolutely. Like If you don't, um, if you don't uh, cut your grass, it's going to grow. If you don't... Um, um, if you don't wash your windows, they're going to get dirty. And if you don't, um, you know, wash your car, it's going to get mold on. Everything is about um, um, maintaining and evolving and adapting. Nothing stays the same. If you don't weed your garden, you're going to have a bloody forest of weeds. So, yeah, you're helping yourself evolve. But there's no fix, like a permanent fix where once you've, like, you know, cured the Tourette's, it's going to disappear forever. Because when you understand why you had it in the first place, I was an entrepreneur full of ideas, unless I just meditate like a monk forever in the forest or just work for some boss who just tells me what to do there's no brain activity so there's no twitching but if i go back to where i was entrepreneurial twitching whatever i'm going to switch sometimes so it's 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 a it's a it's a uh, it's help not a fix because otherwise i might as well just not ever be my entrepreneurial self again because right. you know so yeah you're right. right you 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 create obstacles that don't need to be there yeah 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 uh, you mean like you mean like people in general? Yeah, like not not you specifically. <laughs> I'm talking about in general. Yes, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the universal you. Yeah, like we uh, we put a cone up in front of us so we can um, find a way to remove it. Like I've watched dogs; they drop the ball in water and then they pour the water so the ball comes to them, and then when the ball comes, they throw it in the water again, and they keep doing that. It's like you keep burying your bone just mm. so the dog can find it. So I realized that we create our own problems so we can find solutions for them. So we get fulfillment out of um, finding a solution or it becomes something that we can spend our time doing so we're not bored. But yeah, we purposely do things just so we have something to do. Um, and life will be peaceful without it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Uh, the. I think. There's there's a there's a a huge portion of it that's wrapped up in becoming a victim to one thing. So if you were a victim to this thing, you have become a long-term victim to this one thing that in the in the the span of your lifetime is such a it's such a small small blip on the significance radar like birth to death I say this too much but like birth to death say ideally that's a hundred years okay so you're zero to a hundred right you're in a bad relationship it ends bad she cheated on you and it took it took 10 years of your life. That's this much. That's this tiny, tiny bit. Like, in the grand scheme of your life being a hun- zero to a hundred, that's, that's just a little tiny piece of it. Like, zoom out a little bit. Zoom out a little bit and be like, you know what? I, I, can, I can learn from that or I can really become a victim to that and then blame, blame that on... Every other thing that happens bad next. Absolutely. Like, I um, see, like, you know, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds start to get cancer, heart disease, heart attack, diseases, dementia, and stuff like that. And then you look at the lifestyle they live. They go to work, they come home, they live in a shitty, boring job. They hate their life. They hate their their boss. They're they're unhappy. They're fat. They're overweight. They eat. They drink alcohol. They smoke. The wife's not giving them love and affection. There's no sex. They don't exercise. They sit watching their TV all day. And that's why they're starting to diet around 50, 60, right? But then I'm thinking to myself, 50, 60? Jesus Christ. I'll have another half of my life I get 60, 70, 80, 90. Like, that's half my life gone. I've got another half left, and everyone else is just like, well, 50, getting on a bit, need to retire, need to slow down. Like, as Bob Proctor says, he's like 80 or something, Bob Proctor. He says he's never going to slow down. He's going to die doing what he's doing. And yet, his brain is so active. He's physically so active because he gets it. The minute you stop, the minute you will die. So, um, yeah, when I'm 80, 90, I was thinking, God, I've got another 20 years left. What more can I do? Not, oh, better slow down or I'm going to be gone in 20 years. It'd be like, what can I do now? When I'm 90, I'll go traveling and I'll start doing stuff in another country and I'll come back and then I'll be like 95. It won't be like, oh, five years left. Right. I'm not thinking of when I'm going to die. I'm just going to keep moving and doing and doing until I just drop dead. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was like, I think about, I think about the, um, constantly talk about like the 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 body the body of the body of content i guess in this in this age of everything's content like what your legacy is like when you are when you are 80 90 years old you can go back and look at this is all on the record now you can go back and listen to and watch the the conversations that you had that have been the most meaningful things like this is such an amazing age that we have this opportunity, and I always talk about like the um, on, on my podcast, evolving with Corey Castle. I always say you can, let's say, in a hypothetical situation, you have some children, and then maybe you get to eighty or ninety, and they watch you be an older man, and then they watch you pass. Audio time travel, they can go back and listen to this episode that you did 
to just kind of research on who Dad really was, they stumble across this episode. What is the message? What is the message? What is the legacy that you're leaving? What is, what, what message do you give? What message do you give a child who stumbles across this way into the future? Because this is all this is outliving us all. Um, yeah, so it's like that. You could that you're here and then you die. So just think and do. If it makes you feel good, do it. If it doesn't, don't do it. It's as simple as that. Makes you feel good, do it. If it doesn't, don't. If it makes you feel good, do it again until it doesn't, and then don't do it and do something else. Like you're just an animal migrating and evolving to the to, to to something that's more more something that's better than what you have now. If there's a storm. You can either sit the storm out or migrate where it's hot. If there's no fish in that pond. Go to another pond. If the apple tree is a bit rotted, go find another one. If you want a, uh, a bigger stream, go keep fucking like that. Moan about it. Just keep diverting. If there's negative, move away. It's like a boxer. If you're going to get a punch, go that way. If you're going to get a punch, go that way. So if there's negative people, toxic, cancer bollocks, go that way. Positive, love, happiness, freedom. That's it. Just keep migrating. Obviously, for people who live a normal nine to five life, they've got bills to pay. It is hard to just move away from negative people because in a nine-to-five employee mindset, they are majority negative, which is like, I believe that it's not truly possible to free yourself unless you work for yourself because the alternative is working for someone. And people who are working for someone don't have the creative mindset, which means they're negative. So you're always going to be around negative people. It's just the way it is. I don't truly believe you can be free and, and become enlightened if you work for someone else because you need to work for yourself in order to get up when you want to so you get enough sleep and then you have the freedom to do things when you want to do it rather than when your boss says so the stress of having to do it you have to be working for yourself in order to be truly free do you agree with that i do yeah i mean i'm i'm just now doing that i've been working i've been working for somebody else for most of my life i mean and right now is like the only time where i'm i'm making a living on my own doing my own thing and I'm the most free I've ever been. I'm like the happiest version of myself that I've ever been. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just want to keep on creating more of that and keep on attracting more of that. Uh, that's... Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, for example, business businessman Trump, Branson, Jobs, whatever, they have got there through moving out of the patterns. You can't just put... Trump back into business school or Richard Branson back into a little college class about business because he already knows that he's done it. Mm. So people like us, when you've gone through like the employee cancerous mindset, stress, pattern, you know, tiredness, and you become free like this, you cannot go back. It's hard to go back and be in those patterns again. And you've experienced the alternative. Most people, they never do. But for us who have, it's very hard to go back. And then literally you are on your own. You become this dependent on society and everything to completely independent if you don't fucking work get your food you die and yeah freedom for me is more important than money where you probably don't have lots of luxurious stuff but you have the freedom and you have to choose one or the other you choose freedom but you are we're on our own where we have to fend for ourselves and if we don't get out of bed there is no money but the alternative is having a nice paycheck and being very unhappy mm. i would choose freedom all the time well it I, I love everything that I do have, and that's that's not like I think your stuff is your stuff, so love your stuff. Like 
I love my TV. I love my my bed. Oh, like it's not the most extravagant stuff, but it's my stuff, and I love it. So, um, it's 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 a matter of that whole like grateful stuff. So it's like, uh, it's like, oh, you want something more? Continue to continue to be grateful for what you have, and start. I'll let you know it. Hang on, hang on. I'll let you know it. Come back. Hang on. Say the last fifteen seconds because it cracked up. So you want more? Be grateful for what you have, and then set your goal on something more. And uh, you're more likely to get it. I have a. <laughs> I I have like all these writings on my wall in my kitchen, and uh, one of the things I wrote on there was, uh, "What you want will not find you until you find you first. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a. And um, what what do you um, what do you do for your income at the moment? So you work for yourself. What do you do exactly? Uh, I'm I'm an actor. I'm just okay. Yeah, I'm just acting right now. And then, well, I I act, and then I um I'm doing like Uber Eats, so I'm delivering okay food through the apps and stuff. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's kind of like a you know a real independent experience. I don't have to, I don't have to go in at a certain time or punch a clock. Man, whoa! I'm just the whole stress of like being late and like getting written up. You're gonna get written up. I just uh, yeah. Uh, it's and like, having to go to bed at a certain time and the pressure of fuck. If I don't go to bed at this time, I'm gonna get less sleep and I'm gonna be tired the next day. And then that cycle of catch-up where you now have to go to bed earlier you still got stuff to do mm-hmm. and then you then like it's just and then you're sat at work tired and it's awful you just want to go home and then you get ill and then it really isn't you, you can't be free and if somebody's in control of you like in terms of your finances you you're not free um what do you think about um jabs and um like flu jabs are you a person who believes that flu jabs are good or bad you're talking about like 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 immunity shots yeah do you think we have the immune to um fight for ourselves or do we need certain jabs of certain flus that we simply wouldn't be alive if we didn't have the jabs i don't i don't get the i don't get the shots like um i mean i got them when i was a little kid because my mom you know my mom had that decision to make. Um, I, it, it's, 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 it's such a tight, you know, such a, a thin line to walk, that opinion. Um, but I think it's a risk. It's a risk. Uh, either getting them or not getting them. Like, did you ever see the video where the girl, the girl was like... Say... So- um, that you could get through if you do take the jab then you're at risk of weakening your immune where it's not got its own ability to fight off other diseases so actually in the long run you're going to die anyway <laughs> did you ever see the video where the girl like was like she was running like she could be normal when she's running but when she's st- still she's like discombobulated because she got the flu shot no 
Oh, it's like the the poison in the flu shot, like messed with her, messed with her like like abilities to to function correctly. Like she's like contorted up. Like for example, antibiotics kills the microbiome, and if you eat stuff and you haven't got the microbiome to break down that food, then it will essentially start to poison you and go into your body, and um, your body will have a an autoimmune response, which creates other problems. So simple stuff like antibiotics might fight a, a cut or something, but actually it causes other issues. So if you take things and your body reacts in a different way compared to what it would have done before, that means that whether it's a flu jab, vitamin C, your body will react in a good or bad way, but there's also going to be problems from that, even though it may have been good in the first place. Like vitamin C, yeah, it's good. We create more collagen. Our skin's a bit nicer. But now our body has adapted to having this great nails and great skin that when you stop, it's like, what the fuck do I do now? And then you, like, you've lived this life of freedom from having vitamin C, but then you stop and then you can't do the same thing. Um, you know? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, like a deficit. You're working out of a deficit at that point. Yeah, it's like um, on cocaine, you've got all this energy to do stuff and then you have a low come down. And now you're bed bound. So it's like, well, I could have just stayed the same at the same energy level, but I've had this high, I've lifted this car, and now I can't even lift my own fucking T-shirt up. So it's like, was it worth it? So, like, you know, vitamin C, um, antibiotics, flu jab, is it best just to stay equal and neutral and, um, and you know, not need anything else? Because it has an effect either way, good and bad. It might solve a problem, but it also might cause another one, hence why... People who go to the doctor once always go to the doctor. And people who don't go to the doctor never fucking go to the doctor. Well, you know, the world is ever, ever changing, you know? So as, as, the, as the world changes, the rules change. So it's, it's tough, to, it's tough to, to find yourself in the pocket of which it's fun. <laughs> it's so funny because I, when you were saying jabs, were you saying jabs? Yeah. I've never heard it said that way before. So I was like... What? Say flu? It was just shots would be... You've gone red plastic. Wait a sec, can I say that again? Like, I would, I, I've always heard shots. I've never heard jabs before. Yeah, in England it's jab. <laughs> well, learning, learning, learning and evolving. But, yeah, uh, it, it's funny because, like, you, it's all set up. It's all set up. It's an industry. It's an industry as well. So the doctors have to make their money. The 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 people who sell the drugs have to make their money, and like it's it's a living. Yeah, it's like sales. You may know that this product is a load of bollocks, but if you don't sell, you're going to starve. So it comes down to. Uh, when one isn't okay, I'm going to put one first. When one is okay, then I can put two first. If I've got enough food, I can tell you that, actually, you don't need to buy this. This is a load of bollocks. Because that easily could be a friend or family member that you're trying to sell to. You become the human as opposed to seeing the financial side, which is you need to get your money to pay for your bills. It's self-preservation. Um, so, yeah, doctor may know, yeah, doctor may know that he wouldn't take this or this is nonsense, but it's because professor told him that you should take this and so therefore he's going to follow the professor and not question anything then yeah you would um you have to sell but and of course like anything once you buy something you want to sell again 
like any business, supermarkets, game consoles, phones. It's all about the repeat of business. What business model would survive if you just sold one thing? So it's tricky because it is a business and it does provide some kind of solution temporarily or permanently. But if it's a temporary solution, the problem still is there. And if you don't address the actual problem, that will create more problems. It's not necessarily the medication creates problems. It's just that your problems are there still, even though you can't see them. And that ends up getting worse. Like if you take steroids and you've got a bad leg, you can't feel your leg. So now you're putting all that pressure on your leg and that joint, which is fucking up that joint and that even more that you didn't know about because you've got steroids in. Come off the steroids, your leg is fucked because you've still been putting that pressure on it. And now you need more steroids because your leg is fucked. Because of, of the the pain that you're you're the extra pain you're feeling now because you've been because you've been strangling out you've been strangling out that that sensation. Yeah, absolutely. It's like when they say I'm um, have a wank after you've um, had a dead arm. It feels better. You can't feel your you can't feel your hand. Yeah, it feels better, but it's still your hand. It's like, never it's worked. Just, that's it's never it, worked for me. I thought that no, no, it hasn't worked for me. It's either. just a, I think it's, it's just a, bollocks. Just I think a some big joke. American Pie thing that Stiff, yeah, yeah, Stiff Meister said or something. Like, yeah. have you ever had a dead hand and have a wank? Is that you should do it, Stiff Meister? Fuck off, you know. Um, but yeah, it doesn't work. So it's the same as steroids and um, having a pain in your hip, having a dead arm and having a wank. It doesn't. The problem's still there, you know. You can't enjoy it without dead arms. You can't walk without steroids. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, the, the the stranger is what it, what they call it. Stranger. The stranger. Yeah. It's when you when you sit on your hand and let it fall asleep, and then and then you jerk off. It feels like a stranger's doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Hasn't worked for me though. Nope, never when worked. I've got a dead, when I've got a dead arm, I can't even lift it up without my other hand because it's dead. I can't feel it. So I have to place it on my cock and then like, and so I'm still using my hand. The whole point of it is that someone else is doing it. But then it. it feels like you have an asleep uh, hand. Like it feels like your arm is asleep. That's not. Yeah, it's like that's, when you, that's not enjoyable. That is like when you wake up during the night because you slept like that. Yeah. And your arm's dead and you're like. Fuck! I can't feel it. Oh my god! I always, I always fall asleep like my head, my arm behind my head, and then like I'll wake up and my arm's asleep, and I'll like lift it and punch myself in the face. Yeah, it'll just, it'll just flop down like that. It's like, oh my god, it's dead! And I'm like, wake up! Yeah, I've never been like, you know what I should do? I should have, have a, a wank, wank real quick. <laughs> a midnight wank at two in the morning. And my mum's like, go to sleep. I got work at five. <laughs> All I can hear is your headboard knocking. Knock it off, asshole. <laughs> so, Oliver, how old are you now? 27. Okay. So, that's, that's, you know, seven years you've been, you've been hitting, Work. committing to this work. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been aware, practicing law of attraction, putting it into my daily practice, teaching people, med- med- meditating, getting correct sleep, eating healthy, I see it's so bad, uh, I drink so much water, um, I don't have fizzy drinks, I don't have salt, I don't have sweets, um, I've lived a very like disciplined lifestyle, the minute I was aware that all the stuff I was thinking about wasn't unique to me and that people knew about it, but just a select few, like Will Smith, Oprah Winfrey, you know, Bob Proctor, those types of people, and you're like, wow, Monk knew it, Buddha knew it, Jesus knew it, they all fucking knew it, but no one knows it, you know what I mean? 
Um, it's interesting, without like online, we wouldn't know that these people exist. And unless you have like a monk in your village mm. that you can go to and teach you, you would never know this shit. So yeah, online saves me. As, and it's it's killing everyone else because they're trying to find this connection. But YouTube videos saved me from fucking killing myself because I was aware that everything I knew was correct. I just didn't know how to put it into order. Mm. Amazing. I had a psychic reading and he told me all, all the things that was in my life. And it was like, this is amazing. How does he know this? And my dad was like, oh, yeah, they just say what you want to hear. I said, I didn't even say a single word. And he was saying all of this stuff. Mm. I'm sorry, I missed the last thing you said. I'm saying that when the psyche picked up my thoughts, it made me aware that we can tune into thoughts like a walkie-talkie. And whether it's him or you or anyone, the more in tune you are, the higher your vibration, the more you can tune into others, people's feelings and thoughts. And then everything changed from there. Have you ever have you ever uh, had a conversation with a, with a, a psychic or a medium on on your show? I have it. That is very interesting. Very that's fuck, man. That's yeah, man. That's interesting. I'm I gonna, could pay for a psychic to speak to do a podcast with. That's very interesting. Yeah, I have. I a, could call him up. I have. Yeah, because he no, because no, because this person does Skype, Skype, um, psychic readings anyway. So how amazing would it be if I could do a podcast with him? I pay him, of course, and he does the podcast. But he does this. He does a, a, a live psychic. Wow, man, that's fucking wicked. I don't know where that's going to go, but that's a good idea. I, I've had I've had two on my on my podcast. I've had two, okay. in the, so I, I can I can hook you up with my friend Dominique, and you guys have a conversation. Uh, she's the Oracle of Apollo. If you want to look her up, are we talking like in tune psychic? Yeah, she or does kind like, of half right, half bollocks. No, she she's a. Impressive. She's got like a, an awareness center. She's got like she does uh, like meditation, and it's 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 great. <clears throat> so she's accurate. She can pick up yeah. things. Yeah. She's yeah. Send her over my way. That'd be very interesting. Absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll yeah, start. Like I'll that. start like a like a Facebook group. I'll start a Facebook group where a group chat with her and you in it. So yeah, absolutely. Just, intru- just introducing you guys to get the kind of the wheel turning on that. Yeah, like, I want to, for example, yeah, interview like as many people as possible just to get different humans a conversation with different humans. Like you go to school, you speak to your friends at the same nonsense. You go down to the pub, same bollocks. You go to work, same bullshit. You don't get to speak to different people unless you go out of your town. And some like you can't just keep traveling uh, an hour away just to get a conversation. Um, you know, to see a different type of lifestyle, culture. So being online like now, speaking to people halfway across the world, you, you, that's amazing. You can speak to so many different people and just like now and get conversations that you would never, ever hear about down the pub. Right. It's amazing. Right, because they all, they all have a very... I don't want to say they all and just throw it into a, a big umbrella, but uh, everyone around you has a similar experience to you. So... To, to kind of open your perspective on things, you kind of have to you have to venture out. Um, yeah. So I meant to ask you, is there any podcasts that you listen to that you recommend to anybody? So I Joe, I just listen to Joe Rogan. That's it. 
Yeah, I think that life is, there's so much going on in life. There's so much to do, so much Netflix, so many podcasts, so much this, fucking everything's everywhere. I want a simple life, listen to Joe. And then if I get bored of him, I stumble across something else, I might listen to that. But right now, Joe is exactly the type of mindset that I am, just conversation flowing. And he's actually one of the reasons why I started a podcast, because I just saw that that's me speak to anyone about anything and just be present and enjoy the moment do you do you are you a pro wrestling fan at all i used to be obsessed with wrestling when i was younger oh fucking obsessed obsessed um not so not so much anymore but um that's because just i did other shit but i used to love wrestling like to stay up to watch the wrestlemania um, like all the fucking slam jam or whatever it was yeah i used to love it yeah <laughs> I, I, what's that? Do you like wrestling? Yeah, I am. I am a wrestler. Oh, that's that's another one of the things I do. Like when I say, like I make my living doing acting and and uh, and Uber, but I'm also a pro wrestler and a comedian. So, um, the the I have a pro wrestling podcast as well called Wrestle Rock. That was not why I was asking you if you listen to other podcasts, but it's funny because if you listen to Joe Rogan. You probably heard of Aubrey Marcus, and you probably heard of On It, but um, yeah, man. Um, there's a ton of other podcasts out there that that are are exactly what you're looking for. I think. Uh, I if you do you know who Dax Shepard is? No, maybe by face, but not by name. He's he's uh, he was like in Punked. Remember Punked? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was in the movie Idiocracy. Did you ever see the movie Idiocracy? Um, no. Oh, man. You should see that. That's funny. It's like Mike Judge, the the writer and director of uh, Beavis and Butthead, made this movie called Idiocracy. It's like got... I just find... I'm sorry. No, you find movies boring? No, 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 I just find that there's so much, so much everywhere that it becomes overwhelming. Yeah, like there's so much of anything and everything. It's like you don't have time to watch all the films that come out and all like I mean, like just look at Pornhub. It's just like fucking millions to choose from. It's like three hours later when you're about to go to bed, you've not even had your had your wank because there's so many to choose from. It's like life is just flooded with everything. And how can how can you how can you successfully scroll with the arm with your arm asleep? <laughs> it's it's impossible. Going back to what we were saying before. Where's my torch? <laughs> Fuck it, it's on the phone. Where's my phone? Down the side of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it was funny, because I, I... Are you still with me? Because it won't be... Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Still here. Okay. Go continue. We, we froze here for a minute. But, um, my... I'm, I'm going off in so many directions, but my... No, do it. Do the, it. Do the, it. The part where I was asking you about pro wrestling was... Because I've said recently, and I've been saying it forever, back, back when wrestling was at its height, in, like, the late 90s, the, the Monday Night Wars... Uh, 
WWF was competing against WCW for ratings. Now WCW is gone. They're not competing against that. They're competing against everything else. You have everything else you, anything else you want, you have it on this phone. I don't even know where I put my phone. Here it is. Everything you want is right here. Like, you're competing against every movie. Netflix. Uh, you, it's weird. It's weird. And also, because you brought up Pornhub, that brings me back to thinking about that Dax Shepard podcast I was talking about. It's called Armchair Expert. Um, in that podcast, he interviews people and has these conversations. And uh, he had on uh, Whitney Cummings yesterday. You know Whitney Cummings? Nope, not by name, but my by face. Yeah, pro- probably. She She was the writer of Two Broke Girls. She had a, a sitcom called Whitney. Ton of stuff. She was on all the roasts on Comedy Central. Um, she's got... She's got uh, like two, two or three specials on Netflix, like stand-up comedy specials. But uh, In- interesting. So your friend had a podcast with this person. Oh, not my friend. I don't know. He's he's my dream friend. He will be my friend one day in my life. I hope. Right, okay. And I I really believe so you that you don't we- have a connection to this Whitney person. I I don't know her. No, but... Damn it. I was going to say, like, get her on my podcast. Netflix special. She's got a name. Yeah, I... Like I said, it's all a matter of building and ever-evolving. So, this is just the start. <laughs> and still, for me, it's still just the start. I'm at... I'm at 161 episodes at this point of my podcast. So, maybe... Maybe... Maybe three years I've been doing it. Three years, 161 episodes. Yes. And maybe 162. Um, Very interesting. Do you make any money from the podcast at the moment or YouTube stuff or anything? Nah. Nah. How come? I, I just have, I haven't made any money. I haven't monetized it in any way. Um, how, many, how many downloads do you get averagely per episode? It, 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 vary, it varies on who the guests are. Like, so if I've had guests that have been on Netflix or have been on Joe Rogan or have been uh, on, like, the bigger podcasts, then those numbers go up. But, like, your average, like, I've had my mom on my podcast, and that episode maybe got 50 downloads. And uh, have you had people on your podcast that have been on Joe Rogan and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. And so Wicked. <laughs> right. But so if those pe- if like like I did an episode with this uh, comedian Mark Norman, and he's he's got a name like he, you know he's got an HBO an HBO stand up comedy special, and I've had uh, Todd Glass who's got he's got a couple Netflix specials, Johnny Pemberton who's like uh, on a, all these movies and TV shows. So when I get those bigger name guests, the numbers get real big on that one. On those ones. How do you get them on your podcast? Do you know them as friends already? Do they live in the city? How do you? Some how do you know these connections, people? man? It's like, um, you know, the, the stand-up comedy world, and sometimes it's just reaching out to the right people and having the connections that way. But a lot of times, man, it, a lot of times it's just 
it's just taking the leap. Because if I write, if I write like 300 DMs out there, let's, do you know Gary V? I have, I think I have heard, yeah. So, I, it's funny because I did what he advises people to do before he ever advised anyone to do it. I just straight up DM a bunch of people and say, hey, do you want to do my podcast? Hey, do you want to do my podcast? Dream guests who I want to do my podcast. Like, if I get, if I get like five responses out of 300, at least five people have responded to me. And I get these, and I get these good, good conversations with people. And, and you do this on like line or in person? No, I'll do it through email. Like I'll find their, I'll find their email addresses on their websites or I'll DM through Instagram no, I mean, when you do the podcast, is it oh, online yeah. or is it in person? It it depends. Like I've done a couple in person ones. Like if they're if they're coming through Philly, I'll say, hey, you going to be in Philly? Uh, I'll come meet up with you or something. So it's all it's all uh, a matter of time and place, that kind of stuff. Uh, and some of it's that is through the internet, like this. That's very inspiring because that is ultimately what I want to do get bigger names on my podcast so therefore their platform as now I'm obviously now I've been exposed to their platform before you know it, I'll be on Joe Rogan and then on Joe Rogan I'll say I want to take over James Corden's Late Late Show because that's what I want to do I want to move to America and take over Jimmy Fallon's talk show or James Corden's Late Late Show so by being on that platform like Joe Rogan when I say that somebody somewhere CBS whatever NBC will hear that and be like God this kid can talk let's Let's sit him down and see what he has planned for the next six years. That is how it works. That's what will happen. But it's interesting to see what I visualize happen. So I visualize, like, my vision board, I've got five celebrity guests this year. For example, you're connected to someone who's a celebrity or whatever, and then I do that person. And then I go up a level, and then there's two, and then there's three. And then he's going on Joe Rogan, or he's gone on Joe Rogan, and then he texts Joe and says, check out this guy. Everything is a spiral, yeah, and it only cyclical. gets bigger. Yeah. Um, and then eventually I'm on Joe Rogan, I'm on a talk show, and then I'm on bloody NBC Jimmy Fallon's talk show. <laughs> you and I have pretty similar goals. You and I have pretty similar yeah. goals. What, what, I, what I love to say, though, is the world is big enough for everyone to have everything they want, and it's not in direct competition with what you want. So, Absolutely. I... I used to I used to be very like, oh, that's what everybody else wants. And that's, you know, I think I've been in relationships where some people have, like, women that I've dated have been like, oh, yeah, that's what everybody else wants, get in the back of the line. Everybody, oh, oh, I want to do this for a living. I want to, I want to, I want to create happiness with my life. I want to help other people. I want to inspire other people to, to get out of their own way and, and like, go, yes, of course I can do the thing I want to do. And... Look what this guy did, and he's, you know, and the stuff I've been through, and and have other, have had relationships with other people who have been like, yeah, but, you know, if you, could, if, you know, anyone would want that too. So that that that's like it's very limiting, like that your wish is my command thing. But my mom's always yeah. my mom's always said, like there's a like a glass ceiling. That so many people live under, and I, I just can't, I can't, I can't live there. Like, 
exactly like you just have to go through it because you can see it but you just have to go through it um yeah like i have a massive vision and i've always known that what i think i will become but taking this journey towards the talk show i am at the very beginning of a three-year journey and i know the steps involved as i said i do podcast with loads of people somebody knows someone and then you go up a level as i said who knows i might do a podcast with your comedy mate who's been on joe and then that enters another level of type of mindset in people and then you keep going up and then i go on joe rogan then i go on jimmy fallon's talk show to promote my podcast and then in a few years time i become the actual host so you switch chairs i visioned it i don't just want the talk show i want to be on the show because it's jimmy fallon i want to go on his show and then i'm in the chair and then I'm looking at that person, and they're coming up, and then I resign and do something else. Do you do you have a, a, a stand-up comedy scene there? So I am somebody who has the ability just to talk, and I'm funny. I don't want to write material. I don't believe in trying to be funny. I believe that you either naturally are funny or you're not. And, of course, if you're speaking for, like, hours, some people may feel like, okay, how am I going to find material for an hour? Like, I can't even do 10 minutes. I'm fortunate enough that just by how I explain things and how I talk, I'm funny. And I trust myself to just, like what we're doing now, keep talking, bollocks, and it's funny. Yeah. Um, so I want to do stand-up, but I want a name so people know what I'm like and I can just stand up and talk, as opposed to trying to be funny, going through the comedy routes, writing 15-minute material, getting rejected, getting accepted. It's like Kevin Hart gets chosen for films because he's already a name, whereas he isn't um, an actor. Does that make sense? I want to go that route rather than the uh, the route every fucker's going. X Factor line, millions of people, yeah? you need Somebody needs to know you, pluck you, put you on the show, rather than you trying to, you know what I mean? You've got to well, go differently. That's the same, the same thing as working for some asshole as opposed to working for yourself. It's the same sort of thing, but... The way the way I look at it, and maybe just hear me out, because you might think this is cool too. In in comedy, it's such an art form, and I'm in love with the process of falling in love with the art form, because it's like it's like if I have a premise, if I if I have a premise and I get my premise out there, it's it feels so much cooler to go to a place and say it in front of people, regardless of if it's going to be seen by tons of people. I don't care if like. If there's 10 other comedians at some open mic, I got that premise out. I got that premise out, and I worked on the delivery of that, that joke. Because that's the, that's the beginning of the craft. Because it starts there, and then it builds, and it builds, and it gets to where it can be a strong open. It, could be, it, can, it can fill a gap here. It can be a, a strong close. That, that, that process... It's such an art form. That's what, I'm such a, a fan of stand-up comedy and, and have been like my entire life. And I'm so glad that I found it so that I can find this art form in crafting, in crafting a joke. So it's not as much about writing because writing is writing feels like sitting in front of a thing, like sitting in front of a desk and, and writing it all out word for word. I feel like I got to speak it. I have to speak it so that I can find out what plays well, and then I'll then I'll then I'll uh, record the audio on my phone, 
and record my audio on the phone and then listen to it in the car on the drive home. And I'll be like, oh, you know, maybe next time I'll cut out that I said this or maybe I took too long or maybe I was, you know, too quick with the punch there. So it's, it's like... It's it's like learning music. I don't know. I get what you're saying. I don't know music, and I don't have a band or have ever been in a band, but I can imagine it's something like that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like it's a craft, and you enjoy the craft. So it's not about you know making the finishing the painting. It's about the process, drawing and painting. It's the not catching the fish or whatever. It's like the process of waiting for the fish and enjoying the nature and being in that zen moment. For me, it's like I don't particularly need to do stand-up like I don't need to particularly draw so I don't need to spend hours drawing but um, if the opportunity comes around where I have the ability to speak on stage for example I can choose to speak about law of attraction or just talk a lot of bollocks where it's really funny so it's, I get it it's a craft and you enjoy the process of writing and rearranging words but for me it's like if I'm going to do it I want it to be on my terms where I'm just speaking as opposed to the craft I don't want to put in the the work because it's not the passion that's the craft it's my passion is speaking and making people react and laugh so it's similar to stand up but it's not stand up but you know what I mean mm -hmm. um, have you have you uh, have you done any public speaking at all nope so after I had a goal 20 podcasts right and then I will be going to London when the weather starts to become nicer and I will be handing out flyers saying come and see me speak at this event so i'm going to find a small event in london whether it's outside or whatever you go to the bar man you, you go to the owner and say look wednesday night you're really quiet i will get say 30 people in they'll all buy drinks and the bar makes money normally they wouldn't make any money because it's just empty and then i go speak for an hour so that's how you get people in i don't charge them the bar gets the money you get the venue eventually you start to get a little bit of a name you charge five pounds for tickets on the door and then you go to a 50-place venue or a 60-place venue. That is the next stage from this. But I needed enough material out there so people can see what I'm about. Because otherwise you're trying to sell yourself as this funny person. It's like, well, have you done stand-up before? No, but I'm really funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just believe me. Just really believe yeah. me. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? A Jewish man. Jewish man who? Do you wish I was a woman, you know? <laughs> uh -huh. I... I, I'm 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 glad I'm glad that we've connected, and uh, I w would love to you know be any kind of resource to you that I could possibly be. Like if you want to work on material, if you wanna if you wanna uh, have like a joke writing session, if you want to come to the United States, and you need a couch to crash on. Don't worry, I get that. I get. I'm having that idea vision now. Every time I I do something like this, I'm looking at your background. It's the same thing as I've got in my room. Um, um, I, I, I feel the vibe. Of course, it comes down to money and if you've got a week to do it. So don't worry. I'm in that process of when I'm connecting to people, they're not just going to be a podcast and that's it. They're in my right. life forever, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, because they're on my way up and um, we're all on our way up together. So, yeah, I've already had that vision. I don't even know where you are. You say Philly? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to come to, you know, Person Australia podcast. Yeah, it's all on the list, but I've got to go slow. My next stage I need is income because I can do these podcasts anywhere in the world. Right. I can continue doing my two podcasts a day in your living room. So, um, yeah, there's no rush, but I need to get income, which is a slow build up. If I get it right, I'll have a foundation and then I can do stuff like 
live podcast with the people live podcast with online and then that's where the fun starts because then they can bring their friends and then we've got like a three-way podcast you know what i mean yeah yeah so what would what have been like the typical background for the the folks that you have conversations with on the show literally everyone's a different mixture they are literally it's, it shocks me how i'm like wow that was a different type of podcast and then the next one's a different type of podcast i'm like this is exactly what i wanted nothing that's the same like I don't want to know where I'm going with it. I don't want to know what we're going to speak about because you don't need to know. When you meet someone at the bus station, you don't like plan what you're going to speak to them about. You just talk, and then you realise that they know your grandma, and it's like, wow, I didn't know you knew my nan. And like that's what life is about—the unknown. And we always want to plan stuff so we know where we're going. The excitement for me is not knowing where I'm going, just kind of knowing roughly where I'm going. Um, so yeah, everyone's different. It could be like it's just so varied. It's like there's so much conversation out there that it literally is never the same, apart from if I'm talking about, you know, law of attraction and shit like that. That's what, always the same. What, what episode are you on right now? What episode is this? You're my 26th. Ooh. That's great. So my goal is 10 a week minimum. That's, 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 a, that's a quick way to get a lot of episodes out there. I mean... Yeah, like, I need to get going. Um, I've got three years to take over the talk show. I need to get a name this year, and then I need to be on bigger platforms with bigger viewings. I need to get my... I'm, I know where I'm going. I need to turbocharge. And I want to be living in America ASAP. Um, and, like, I need to be there. But right now, I need to start in England. Um, I applied for The Apprentice in England, and I wanted to uh, win the show. Alan Sugar, the person, like, you know, Trump would invest uh, in, in the events company. So he would pay for the... Twenty-five thousand pound arena, and I would speak, and I'd make the money through the tickets. But and then I was going to go to America, but I didn't get on the show, so I had to start all over again. And I thought maybe I should make it in England first, then go to America, rather than going to America because I've already made it in my head. But they don't know who the fuck you are, so I've got to start from zero. England, no one knows who I am, as big as I think I am, and eventually I will get there. So yeah. I have had to learn and, and sort of start again. There's a Netflix series called like huge in paris i think it was called gad this this comedian gad and uh he's like a huge name in paris but then he like came to america and there and like nobody knew who he was and he would be like talking to people and he'd be like oh yeah i'm a huge star like what watch this video of me and it would show like his like netflix special with like like thousand people thousands of people there in 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 like the theater and he's like see i'm a big deal and they'd be like yeah but like but it but it's it's not america so it doesn't count yeah like when james corden came to america <clears throat> he was big in england but no one knew who he was and the only reason why he got like he did is because tom hanks was the first guy to come on his show once tom hanks came on the whole of hollywood comes knocking so no one knew who james was no one knows who i am so that means that I have equally the same chance of getting my talk show if he was no one and all he knew was the connections. Obviously, he needs to be able to act, talk, present, dance, whatever, like I can do. So as long as you've got the skill, all you need is the drive and the connection because he was no one in America. So that doesn't rule me out, even if I do get a name beforehand. No. I, it's funny, man. I, it's funny that... I didn't know that that thing about Tom Hanks, but I had a I had um my friend my friend Chip 
my friend Chip Chantry, he's a comedian, did my podcast like early on when I was still when I was still recording in a studio. Uh and uh he he was like he's like, you know, it's it's a shame that the audio quality keeps cutting out because like it's amazing the episode right before me was Tom Hanks. What a nice guy. Like he act like we just riffed, we yes ended each other and we just talked about how Tom Hanks came into the studio and hung out with us. But it was all it was all made up, yeah. It was all made up, yeah. But I had just yeah. I actually had just like did did extra work on a, a movie that Tom Hanks was on. And it was like, yeah, we just met on the post. And uh, then, you know, we just came. He was like, yeah, I'll do your podcast. I love podcasts. Yes, I love podcasts. Woody, boys, Woody. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you are a sick, like sad he, little man. Yeah. Um, like, he, he's such a nice person that, um, he, like, he, he understands about opportunities and having a shot, and he was once in that position. So he gave James the opportunity and then, you know, they knew that if you had Tom Hanks on, then you can't really get any better than that. And then everyone's everyone's been on his show. In, in a sense, he's had more people on his show than Fallon, because Fallon's in New York, okay? The uh, Late Late Show's in, in L.A., which is where most people live. So they can literally just leave their house on a rainy day when they're not working and go to the studio and do shit. Whereas Fallon, you've got to be on your press tour, your movie tour, until you go into New York. So um, it's interesting when you see it like that, because... He's not as known, but he's had almost more frequent guests as uh, as Fallon. So, you know, if I took over if I took over the Tonight Show, the first thing I'd do is I'd move it back to LA because Jimmy Fallon moved it from LA to New York. So I'd be like, look, Jimmy, I don't want to live in New York. It's too rainy and pissy. I want to be in the sun and the beach. So I'm going to move the show back to LA. <laughs> Dude, New York is such a it's 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 like a it's like a 90 minute train from here it's such a a huge thing like there's so many people it's ridiculous but i see the move with moving it to uh, to new york because new york is such a it's such a like a it's a a, a me- it's such a it's such a breathing entity you know it's, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't live in New York because it's just like London. It's just cars, people. There's, where's the fucking tree? There's no, where's the nearest tree? The nearest tree is about three hours away. Like I need to be in like LA with the sun and the nature and the mountains, so I can go walks, the beach. The you just feel freer. Like obviously, it's very materialistic, but that's just man. That's materialistic and the houses. Apart from that, you got a lot of like natural and you you feel connected. You know, because you're next to the ocean. But New York, you're like crammed in there's a lot of traffic in both places (laughs) so getting anywhere yeah there's just traffic everywhere in both LA and New York like I've been to both places and driving's a bitch like you can't get anywhere Uh, but you know if if you're patient if you're patient you can do it Uh, you can take an Uber that's the thing, like, you get an electric scooter and you get the train. So you don't have to wait in the traffic. You just get on the train with the scooter, get off and scooter 10 minutes to your house and then you get back on the train and 10 minutes back home. Like, that's the new modern way. 
um, it, it just is. Like, people can't necessarily walk to the train station, so you get the scooter, and then before you know it, you're there. And then, yeah. It's just like, all these are segways and shit. I don't know if you can bring a segway on a train. No, maybe that's a bit too big, but the little tiny ones that, you know, the little, like, small ones that people use, that you can do that, but, yeah, these big, like, like, no, <laughs> like, nowhere to sit. <laughs> So we do have we do have pretty similar goals man. I think about I think about hosting a talk show all the time. But it's not I don't ever think about hosting a talk show where it's like a pre-existing thing. I'd want it to be my own thing from the very start. Like Oh yeah, so so like what do you say talk show? You're not taking over Jimmy Fallon's talk show. You but, take over the slot at well, that time. Okay, which yeah. is called the Tonight Show and you well, produce like, your own stuff like and whatever. I would like to to like fill in the time slot for like Conan or something that seems more me <laughs> yeah like that's the thing I don't really care what network it's on when yeah. I say James Corden or Jimmy Fallon it doesn't mean it's going to be either or it's yeah. a general direction it could be Conan it could be Kimmel it could be um, Colbert you, I don't know it's just you need to head in a certain direction and then another network has a slot where you get that instead. To me, it's about being the creative process. It's not about who's got better viewing. Fucking give a shit, right? I'll be a millionaire by then anyway. Mm. So it's not about that. It's about being able to create. And, you know, that's what I really want to create. You know, I've been thinking a lot about... I want to... I want to be a, a like a comedic actor who does, like, sitcoms. I want to do, like, sitcom acting. Not... Not just like, not just like, like three camera, hot laugh track, canned laughter stuff, but uh, maybe even like single cam sitcoms, like The Office or like Parks and Rec, that kind of thing. Like I've been developing now in my head a story that I want to write out as a as like a single cam sitcom, and like maybe get it to where like some network buys it and where. It gives me more like credits, like some TV credits, so I can take that and go on tour doing stand-up comedy. While doing that stand-up comedy, promoting my podcast and having bigger guests. So it's all very similar, which would lead me eventually to having a talk show. So It's amazing. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Our goals are pretty, pretty uh, eye-to-eye on that one. That's the thing, like, anyone who's made it in terms of getting to that same place, it's the same cycle, the same pattern, just another generation, right? There's no there's no quick, easy way. You have to go that same path. You've got to look after people. You've got a network. You've got to do one thing, and then it grows. So the people who make it are the ones that keep going to the end. It's not that they didn't have the skill, because many have the skill. It's the ones that want it bad enough, the ones that are saying later you bump into this person as opposed to leaving because the job's done so yeah we'll make it because of the drive not necessarily because we are the most talented because there's more talented people than us at everything right but it's the drive and the want that ends up getting it compared to the ones that don't so that's why there's no worry if you don't if you've never got the best acting skills, you are the best wrestler because the business person who owns the production and WWE, whatever, works with the one who can make money. And the one who makes the money understands that it's about selling. 
which is about drive and ambition and being there. And it's more than just the skill involved. Marketability is the word. Exactly. Yeah, you've got to be able to sell yourself. Right. Um, if you're a boring old fuck and you can like sing really well, no one gives a shit about your voice. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you bring to the table, you boring old fuck? Yeah, right, say something. <laughs> Make me laugh. Be interesting. Yeah, so like, you know, I, I, you know Jamie Foxx has said many times on talk shows, well, he used to have parties for Diddy, Kanye, Jay-Z, Pharrell before they made it. And obviously now Kanye, Pharrell, Diddy, Pharrell, they all made it. But at that party, there was like those five guys, but also loads of other people that never made it. So as we are doing what we're doing now, the comedians that you know, some will just fade off and they know they don't make it. And then you're left with like five, for example, you, me and a few others that you know, and we make it. So, you know, we think about on the same journey, same talk show, whatever. I might get it. You might get it. I might not get it. You might not get it. I might get it. You might get it. It's, we don't know, no. but you you see in time who stands that storm of knockbacks and you know failure, and then you're left with like you've got the cone part, or you've got the cone slot, and I've got the valence slot. Like it's just like it's amazing when you 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 look at other people's stories and you reflect on theirs and how they got there and where they were and other people, and we're all on the it's all the same pattern but a different person, you know, same shit, different day, yeah. and it's fascinating how I know that. I'm going to get to where I'm going to be. I don't know who's going to be there and who isn't. I don't know, but it's going to be fascinating when I am there to be like, do you remember we had this conversation about how, you know, I wanted the talk show and you wanted the talk show but and I was going to get... Not only do we have the, the ability to go remember that, we can go back and listen to it at the moment that it happened. Like, we can go back and watch it as, you know, as it happened. And it's, it's all in this little time capsule now. This all exists on the record. So it's funny because this, this is the moment where I can tell you that I'm very glad that we're having this moment so that in, in 10 years we can watch this moment back and we can say, hey, this is, here it is. Here it's it almost is. like holding yourself accountable. This it's is, almost like you've written in writing that you're going to do this and now you've got to stick to it. Like you signed a contract. So this is about me like, signing a contract with the universe that if I'm saying I'm going to do it, there's no way in hell that in five years' time I'm going to be like in an office and then someone's like, hey, I saw your videos, what are you doing? Oh, I'm stacking shelves. Oh, that was a shame. So this is about holding myself accountable and I'm well aware that you have to speak the future as if it's present. So right now, I'm speaking on the camera that, you know when magicians, they do their thing about how um. Um, you know, magicians, they speak about what's going to happen before it happens. Like David Blaine, Darren Brown. When they do a show, they say, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. But they're saying it before it's happened. So they can go back and they say, you know what I said about that donkey in that car? What number was on there? Number eight. What number do we have here? Number eight. And you know, when you came in and I said, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Vegas. And he didn't say Vegas. He said a different word, which puts in your mind a certain word. And he goes back in time and says, as I've already said this was going to happen. So for me, this is the same thing. I'm doing this thing like a talk show interview. You're the guest. I'm here. The screen's over there. The audience is there. I'm speaking like this about the talk show as if I am on the talk show talking back about what I was going to do. And this is me, present, but also the future because it's the same damn thing, you know? Well, this is the way I've, this is the way I've crafted my wrestling matches for the last 18 years. And this is how 
This is how I'm crafting jokes. Like, I have a premise. I have a premise. I know where, where I want the funny to be. I know where I want... I know what things I want the audience to think it's going... Like, if I'm calling a match, I go, All right, we're going to tease this now so that when we get to it, they'll pop huge for it. it it's, it's very similar in... It's very similar in... This is kind of like Babe Ruth calling his home run kind of thing. Um, I, I would look at it more like... It's, it's something... It's something that I take a lot of, a lot of pride in. I, have you ever heard of Napoleon Hill? Absolutely. So Napoleon Hill will say... He'll say, or he said, he's... He, he, he was a great wrestler, wasn't he? <laughs> yes. He, he, he was the champion. He was the longest <laughs> running champion. <laughs> Napoleon Hill, uh, in Think and Grow Rich, he says, um, tell the world what you, tell the world what you're going to do, but show them first. So a lot of people probably go, I want to do this, 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 but, 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 but. So their butts, their butts get right in their way of all the things they want to do. So they're going to keep saying what they want to do, but not ever taking action towards what they're actually going to do. What you're doing, which I respect immensely, is you're, you're setting in place and you, you, you made this goal for yourself before you ever like told the world, "I'm taking over late night." Like you're, you're doing it, you're doing it already, without actually being there, without even being in the country. Like in my mindset, I know where I'm going. I know the path. I know the. I know like the. The big, I know the big stones in between, like the marks I have to hit. I don't know the small bits. Like I don't know the small bits, how I'm going to get there, but I know the main stepping stones I have to get to. So in my head, for example, I'm running along a wall with a tennis racket, and I'm hitting the tennis ball. Tennis ball's going there. It's bouncing off here. I'm running there. I'm hitting it. It's going over there, and I'm running forward when it bounces off and goes there. So I'm putting out something, and I'm doing it. So I'm putting it out. Ball's going to go there. I need to move. So it's like I'm doing this video to do another video to do another video. Eventually, I will connect with someone who knows somebody on a bigger level. For example, your comedy mate who's done Joe Rogan. Then I do that, which is essentially me hitting the ball and keep moving forward. Eventually, that ball becomes a football. And then I'm hitting a bigger football, right? And then it, it, my mindset, it's that, that cycle of just keep going but then you keep getting bigger and bigger like a snowball i've got a tiny icicle i've rolled it enough where it's kind of starting to move now okay and the more i move it the bigger it comes you know somebody on say tier two okay everyone who doesn't have a name is say tier one everyone who has a slight name is tier two a tier three and the, the more up the more tiers you go the closer you are because again it's not a Trying to make something in life is easier said than it, it's easier. It's it's easy. It's not hard. Like people make it hard, but it's it's easy when you understand how you do it. And it's like a tree suddenly has a sprout and it grows. It's a slow process, and it starts to grow, and it suddenly fucking starts to grow, and then it grows. No one gets to that ferment fermentation point. They give up 
when the little leaf isn't the colour they wanted it or the leaf isn't as big as it wanted. They give up, but really, it's the same process, no matter who you are, what career you're in. What is it in where someone says, a blade of grass doesn't, doesn't try to grow, it just grows? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's it's so fun. It's it's funny like um, these analogies. I love I love tennis ball analogies. I made that up. Well, I made, I made mine up as, well, as as I was speaking here. Well, <laughs> I, I I made up a really good tennis ball analogy too. Where I said uh, sometimes talking to people who are pretty difficult to to you know like really really comprehend what you're saying, like people who just kind of already have their mind made up and they're not even going to listen. I said, talking to them is like roofing tennis balls. Have you ever roofed a tennis ball, where you just I don't know what I don't know what roofing is. What do it's you like mean? it's like if let's say you're throwing the tennis ball up against a brick wall, and then the, the ball comes back, and then you just throw it onto the roof of the building, and then you're like, oh shit, I lost that tennis ball. <laughs> That's I say talking to people, talking to people who are difficult is like roofing tennis balls, and it's like. Look, uh, there's only three tennis balls in this can. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I'm not roofing these tennis balls. But uh, there was a a joke by my favorite comedian of all time. Have you ever heard of Mitch Hedberg? No. Oh, my God. Mitch Hedberg. Look up Mitch Hedberg. He's so funny. Uh, he, uh, he, He had a bit where he would say, (laughs) <laughs> you could be you could be the best tennis player in the world. No matter how good you get at tennis, you'll never be as good as the wall. <laughs> true. Yeah. It's very true. Like sometimes you feel like when you're speaking to someone that you're serving and the ball isn't coming back, they're just not serving. Like they're not hitting it back. You keep serving, nothing. Right. There's just nothing. And then sometimes you serve, like you, they hit it back. And then I serve, and then you hit it back. And you have a good game of tennis. I said a conversation is like a game of ping pong. You just have to keep it going. They need to know where you're going to serve, when you're going to serve. Is it left? Is it right? Is it Just fucking hit the ball and play. Like, don't talk about the rules or, are you allowed your hands on the table? How about this? Are we allowed to do this? Fucking hit me the ball, mate, and play. Like, don't talk to me about topics. Just fucking talk, you know? They need to have your little plan written out about... What we're going to speak about just speak. Well, that goes right back to the... The grass will grow. The, it, it goes back to the... Uh, tell the world what you're going to do after you already show them. So sh- just have the have the talk. Don't talk about the talk. Just have the fucking talk. Exactly. People, people are like, so are you busy next week? I can't do next week. How about next Wednesday? I'll let you know. Oh, sorry, I forgot to get back to you. No problem. When are you next around? Scene, five days later. Hi, I was on holiday. Fuck me, three months has passed. Let's just fucking video call right now and record it. Like, for fuck's sake. Like, well, just get on with it. Dude, <laughs> you're, you're, you're just still in the beginning of this podcasting journey, but you have to learn to not take that shit personally. Uh, I mean, people cancel on me all the time. And I... And I go, uh, well, things come up. We all have we all have things in our lives that we got to do. I've I've been doing this joke on stage, and I I I know it doesn't get the best it doesn't get the best reaction every single time, but I just love it so much that I can't not do it. Where I say, can we can we stop comparing ourselves to other people? 
can we all agree to stop comparing ourselves? Look, uh, you look at this guy and you're like, wow, he's got he's got a real nice body and he's got he's got he's got a hot wife and he's got a really nice car and a nice house. But the way I look at it, uh, you know, birds birds have the entire sky. Some of them still get hit by cars. Not all of us got it all figured out. So. Yeah, that, that's similar to um, in a pack of wolves, okay, one of them in a thunderstorm is going to be the lucky one that gets hit by a lightning bolt. It could be any one of you. You could be enjoying your day, moving towards the next stream, and one unlucky fucker gets hit by a lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Or a lion suddenly grabs the last one at the back. Um, shit just happens, basically. Like... Shit just happens. Well, you can't control shit. What do you think? What do you think is next? What do you think happens when you die? You're dead. That's it. You think you're it's dead. dead over? Uh, yeah. You don't think anything else? Nope. I used to believe in reincarnation and afterlife and all that shit, but then I kept questioning myself until I found flaws in the stuff that I thought existed. And once I found those flaws, I couldn't go back because I, 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 I just, I'd found flaws, and you can't ignore the flaws. Um, we're just a bit of a bacteria that evolved billions of years over time to now. Um, when you are asleep and your eyes are closed, um, whatever, unless you're dreaming, you don't know you're asleep. You only know you're asleep if you're dreaming, or until you wake up and you realise you were dreaming. So if you don't dream and you're asleep. That is that's that's it. That's death. That you're dead. That is it. Um, that's basically it. There's no. I don't believe there's any afterlife or anything. Um, I believe that my thoughts are energy, and people when they reach the frequency that I'm on will be able to tune in and pick up my energy and my thoughts. So their thoughts won't be their own. They'll be my thoughts. So we pick up thoughts of others around us, even in the same room across the world. They're not our own thoughts. Our own thoughts are what we see from our five senses: hear, taste, touch, whatever. But if you get thoughts in your head, someone comes into your mind, that's because he's thought about you. So 90% of your thoughts are from someone else, just someone else thinking about you or whatever. So unfortunately, you're dead. I'd like to believe there's an afterlife, but mm-hmm. again, I kept questioning it, and, and I don't think there is, sadly. <laughs> I think we just have to do whatever we can right now because it makes us feel good, fuck as many chicks as we want, drink as much beer as we want. I don't drink, but you know, have as much buffalo wings as we can. Because then you're dead, and that's it. But don't overdo it where you clog your arteries and mean too many wings. <laughs> so everything in moderation. Absolutely, yeah. Like, if, yeah, everything in moderation, um, and it just won't. It won't really have much of an effect. Yeah. Uh, what What other opinions have you heard about it? Like, what What do you think? Like, when you have these conversations, do you ever ask these people on your podcast? Do you Do you ask them what they think happens when they die? I don't, I don't really plan where I go, but I, I think I've discussed about afterlife a few times with someone. I don't know. I just sort of talk and I forget what I've said. But um, um, again, if, if there's an afterlife, then there's a past life, mm. and um, it, which means technically you're either in spirit or you're reincarnated as something else. And then it's like, well, if the mass of a cow is... Um, say bigger in mass than a human as opposed to a duck technically in terms of the levels of levels of energy you become a fly to a duck to a human to a cow hence why people in like um, islam or whatever believe that the cow is sacred and they don't eat beef because it's like reincarnation of their ancestors or something like that so 
you can look at it like that in terms of what energy you are, you attract the energy of the next thing on your level. So, for example, I'm frequency three, right? If, for example, there's a, uh, a dinosaur, a big ostrich, right, who has a vibration of three, then energy in the universe is going to attract together. So my energy, when I die, is going to be drawn to the ostrich, and my spirit is going to be in the ostrich, and the ostrich is going to be my spirit. So the ostrich is going to be thinking like I did because it's going to have all my thoughts, right? But as the ostrich goes through life and his energy increases, he might attract the thoughts of, a, of a, another animal that was on a frequency four. And then when he gets to frequency four, he picks up that energy. So it's like knowledge. We learn through sound and language, but really sound and language is just thoughts. And I'm picking up your thoughts through language and I understand it, but it's just transferring the energy. Um, so... It's not that we become a physical person, like I am going to become a cow or a fucking cup or whatever. It's just that the person who is born after me will, will get my energy once he reaches that level. I won't be in another body. Oh, yeah. He will pick up my energy in his life. Does that make sense? It's like yeah. in, a, in a relay, you hand over the baton. He continues to run with it. I don't run anymore. I stop when I hand it over. We don't keep handing patterns and keep running with them, if that makes sense. Right, yeah. Like, I mean, I gave up a long time ago on the idea that, like, it's, it's, we're gonna go to a place. Like, there's no place. Stop. Like, you, you just, you're just being a silly goose now. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of people trying to, um, it's like, if people don't like their life, they're trying to think that, there's there, there's a better life out there. So rather than them just getting their shit together right now and doing stuff that they like and whatever, they're thinking, okay, well, I'm stuck in this job. My husband's a cunt. I'll just go through this hell and hope there's an afterlife where there's like fucking heaven and fucking people playing orchestra in the sky. Well, and it's an excuse to escape from their unhappiness right now. It's it's a cognitive dissonance. You know what I mean? It's like a a big. It's a big. Like, our brains need to know that there's something else. Like, it's in our, it's like hardwired in our DNA to really believe there's something else. Do you know the comedian Pete Holmes? You should listen to his podcast. It's called You Made It Weird. It's my absolute favorite podcast. Um, but his stand-up, he, his, like, last stand-up special, he said, uh, talk about, <laughs> he was, like, talking to, talking to, like, atheists or whatever, and he's like, He's like, like, think about it. An afterlife, it don't make no sense. It just don't make any sense. And he's like, okay, okay, I hear you. You know what else doesn't make any sense? Fucking this. None of this makes any sense. So, what to say? It's a whole bunch of shit that doesn't make sense, and then nothing? <laughs> like, it, it's just a funny-ass joke. <laughs> yeah, like, if we, keep, if we keep thinking about things long enough, you find thoughts from that thought. It's like if you, um, if you like, explode something, there's going to be, like, shrapnel of everything. And, like, you too many pieces, and then <clears throat> you find more pieces. Like, when you start thinking about chicken or the egg, is there a god afterlife, whatever, don't think about that. Because it's just made up in your head, and you're just gonna, always going to be able to think about more shit. Like, just stay present. Do your stuff now. And don't worry about it. Like, just be present. You know, you know when you, when they make you climb the rope in gym class. Yeah. That rope's got knots in it that help you get up the rope. Yeah. Just, just grab each knot and get up there as much as you can. You know, uh, 
Yeah, like it's, it's a constant um, climb. It's like we said that that whole uh, the work is never done. You're just gonna be doing work. This is just a part of it. Yeah, like some fish live in the ocean. They're like millions of years old. Like there was a shark or something that was a million years old or whatever, right? Um, there's animals out there, birds, um, fish that live for thousands of years. So. Like, everything is just about evolving and moving. If there's no food, you go that way. If there's lots of food, you stay here. You don't worry about it. You don't think, fuck's sake, where's the fish coming from? You just go and do it. Like, if you have a dream, if you have a vision, go and fucking do it. Don't talk about it. That's like the fish going, oh, I'm really hungry today. There's no mackerel here. Oh, I'm just going to uh, look at this seaweed. Like, you know, he's not even thinking about that. He's already doing it. He's fucking hungry. He's finding that fish. He's not thinking, oh, I'm going to have some fish soon. He's just fucking finding the fish. And, like... He's just getting on with it. You know, people talk about the shit they're going to do. They never do it. Fucking find the fish. It's, it's so funny, man. Uh, it's, it does go back to, it does go back to people and the nature of people is being so drastically changed by the amount of technology that there is. Uh, like there's a scratch for every itch. Uh, and there's an itch for every scratch. Right. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> such an instant itch, though. Like, if you're like, oh, who's this actor in this movie? IMDb. Boom. Now I know. Right? Just like that. Uh, or, you know, who, you know, who was the guy in that movie that I'm thinking of? Oh, let me just look it up on my phone. Then Now I know. And instead of doing that, I found myself in the practice of, like, trying to really, trying really hard to just think about it and figure it out. So I don't scratch that itch right away. So I don't forget how to think about things. <laughs> I want to continue to have my brain power. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like sometimes I'm trying to think of someone's name, right? Or somebody who was that person from school or whatever. And it's easy to go on Facebook and just find their friend through someone else. Mm. But when you start to think about that person, your brain starts to hurt. Like when you're at school and the teacher's explaining some maths equation, your brain starts to hurt. And you can't do it. But I found that the next day you go back to that maths question, it's easier. Why? Because you reached your, you like, your brain stimulated up to a level which you hadn't done before. Okay? It's tired. Rest. Now you come back to that level. And then you come back to that level. When you recall information, when you think of names, it's the same thing. You tire yourself out thinking of, who the fuck was that girl at school? You sleep on it. The next day, bang, Jessica. And now it's easier to recall information because your brain is now built to work stuff out like Scrabble and word search, crosswords. All these old people, they say, oh, my mind is nice and sharp because I've always got the crossword out, you know. And it's true. That stimulates the brain. If you go on Google, that's not doing anything. Well, that's fucking stimulate your thumbs. It's like, it's like a muscle. It's, it's, a, it is. it's, it's like, um, I was thinking about it this way. My, my, my uncle, my uncle and my mom and my aunts, they can remember first and last names of like everyone they went to elementary school with. I can't do that. I went to elementary school way more recently than them. I don't, I don't remember everyone's first and last name. And like they remembered everybody that was on their block, but, but they weren't distracted. They didn't have as many distractions. The, 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 the space in their brain that was occupied for that didn't get, didn't get forced out by uh, Angry Birds. <laughs> so do you think that it's simply because they had nothing else to do apart from reminisce on the school days because there was nothing else to do? Or is it that 
we are choosing to focus on stuff that's more relevant um, as opposed to irrelevant. And if you've got wrestling stuff to do, you'll think about the wrestling names rather than school friends. Is it, oh, is it yeah, the brain or is it we're choosing what we focus on now? It's, it's real weird because I always say, like, I've lived so much life. Like, when somebody brings up old shit, I'm like, I've got too, many, too much living b- behind me at this point in between when that happened and now that I don't remember whatever this was. Um, yeah, like people sometimes sorry. bring up like people say, "Oh, uh, do you remember this person? She's pregnant or she's getting married." I'm like, "Oh, that's nice, but to me, that is so fucking long ago compared to where I am now and where I'm going. I couldn't politely give a shit." Mm-hmm. But to them, they've just left school, they've got a job, they still see all their friends from school. That's just like yesterday. But for me, it's like, "Wow, man, I have gone to millions of planets and back." I don't even remember school days. Like, I can put my mindset back, but it's just so far ahead that it's like, who? Don't know who she is. My, don't give a shit either. <laughs> my, it's weird, man. It's, it's funny, too, because, like, even look, look at how close, like, me and my brother. My brother's, my brother's three years older than me, right? We grew up in the same home. Um, and recently, what, a couple years ago, we moved into this to this apartment, me and my brother. And I was like, oh, we got to go to Lowe's or something. We got to go to Home Depot. We're like, it's just a home, you know, one of those stores. Did they have that in England, Home Depot? No, but similar stuff, yeah. Okay. So I was like, oh, we got to go to Home Depot. And he's like, oh, I don't want to ever go to Home Depot again. Mommy used to always make us go there. And I'm like, you still remember that? (laughs) You still remember that? You're holding on to that shit? And I'm like, I was like, I, I say this all the time. I said, we waste so many right nows on right nows we'll never get back. We've lived through so many right nows that we were too, too focused on shit that wasn't going to advance us any further. Like, yeah, yeah, not- like, um. Like people, people stay in the past, which was right now at some point, right? right? And they don't go in the future, so they've got they've got no new right nows. So right. all they do is they're not right now, they're not in the future, they're in the past, reliving right nows, where there's almost like no memories, no new stuff to do. So they keep reliving all that stuff where it becomes like present. Like as you said, mum always took us to depot. That was ten years ago, bro. How can you just be like, like, fuck me, like? Like it just shows the evolution of people's brains, where people are in their mindset, what their thoughts are, where they are. Are they sort of wishing they were back at school because they never had the high school chick, or do they wish they had more friends? Do they hold on to shit? And it just shows the evolution of some people when they bring up conversation like, "Remember that teacher at school?" I'm like, ten years ago. Why are we having this conversation? Why can't we speak about fucking what's on at the cinema? And to them, they're still reliving that. That, that time because um, it was a good time or whatever it's like people who still listen to music on their iPod that they listened to when they were 16 at school I'm like bro have you seen how many artists and songs that there are now why are you still listening to fucking Blink 182 there's like ASOS and um, fucking you know like all these One Direction they're like who's One Direction who the fuck is Blink 182 bro yeah you know what I mean and it's like He's listening to the same songs because he's reminiscing what it was like when he was bloody 16. And I'm like, Christ's sake, I can't be in your presence right now because I'll get flashbacks of school. And that was 10 years ago. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Blink 182, bloody, uh, um, fucking, you know, like, 
Nickelback and like Jesus Christ, like dude, I we had Lincoln Park since then. Dude, Lincoln Park. I still listen to Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lincoln Park has got that. That, yeah. that was a. Uh, that was that was some major stuff in my life, man. I think um, Lincoln Park helped me get through some things when I was a kid. Oh yeah, 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 of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, but I'm saying like people stay in that mindset of right. well, you know you listen to music and it reflects like your feelings and stuff. They stay in that mindset mm-hmm. um, and they never get out of that. So yeah, Lincoln Park was good when you're lost and trying to find yourself. But right. now you need to be like Ed Sheeran, like just strumming your guitar and free. Did you did you listen to the very last the very last Lincoln Park album before Chester's death? Uh, no, I wasn't a major fan. I just heard that listened to the songs that were like popular, like um, in the end and uh, encore. Pretty much any songs I know. So, go go on YouTube after this conversation's over and look up look up the song "Sharp Edges." Sharp Edges. Uh, it was the very last song on the very last Linkin Park album, and it is. Sharp edges have consequences. I guess that I should have found out for myself, or guess that I had to find out for myself. It's, it's really, it's a good song. It's not like it's, it's tough. Like when I played it for my girlfriend, she was like, "This doesn't even sound like Linkin Park." I'm like, yeah. Yeah, like when you understand the message behind it, what he was saying, and how he was feeling, it suddenly doesn't become a song. It becomes your friends texting you, like, "Bro, I'm feeling this. I need to like." It suddenly becomes real. Like, fuck. That's a message that your friend could suddenly email you and say, um, "Yeah, it's it's uh, it's fascinating how, like, he literally planned his death. Where he did carpool karaoke, and then literally a week later he killed himself. Like, he knew at that point what he was going to do because his friend was his friend passed away, and he wanted to be with his friend or something like that because of how they were both abused as a child or whatever. So he always had that connection and like this only figure in his life." And the fact that he did carpool karaoke so happily, so confident, knowing he was going to kill himself in a week's time, which was the birthday of his friend that went to, who passed away, he planned it all. How he could be so chilled about just, I'm going to kill myself on that day, I'm present, enjoying James Corden's carpool karaoke. That is, that's powerful because it wasn't like he was in pain. It was like he was in control. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those two deaths, Chris Cornell, Chris Cornell and then... And then Chester, right after that, they both hit me hard. Like, right, because honestly, the number one album, the most played album on on my Spotify is Chris Cornell's songbook. That album, that live acoustic album that Chris Chris Cornell had, and um, I dude, that both of those deaths right away, like, cause like Chester and uh, Linkin Park, those those albums are also pretty. Pretty high vo- high volume uh, plays on my Spotify, but um, I uh, I it's tough, man. Do you do you ever find yourself do you ever find yourself wrapped up in YouTube conspiracy theories? Uh, so I did all this when I was twenty one. So I have evolved. I've evolved quite a lot. As in, I evolved and I kept evolving, and then I didn't evolve anymore because there was nowhere else to evolve like mentally, apart from to physically fucking get shit done. So I questioned everything. So you get 21, 9-11 conspiracy, the Illuminati. I've gone through all those conspiracies, Elvis, Marilyn Monroe, Michael Jackson alive. Then you've got the Michael Jackson person on the, the news network who had like a burnt face. And it's like, is it him? And he's coming out of this place. I've gone through the whole shit. I questioned everything. 
I tried to find other videos to compare, to find answers. 9-11, where was George Bush? Where was this? I questioned everything and I made my um, assumptions and I put that to bed, basically. I have the answers of, is that real? Was it real? Yes, no, put it to bed. That was a long time ago, like when I was 21. I did that cycle of, you know, like, they're trying to control you, like, you know, <laughs> world fucking, like Richard Branson, Steve Jobs, Donald Trump, they're all like in the office, like, how can we control him now? He's like, oh my God, Jay-Z's done that. He's part of the Illuminati. No, he just has a third eye because he's aware about shit, dickhead. (laughs) (sighs) I I have gotten caught up in some some online conspiracy videos. Like, not not even that long ago. Like, I, I, I fell down a rabbit hole for, like, reptilians... Conspiracy. I did. You, I did all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've done all that. Yeah. And then, uh, what? What other? Uh, Avril Lavigne being dead. They, they haven't seen that one. Might that might be in a recent one, but uh, yeah, she was on a. She's on Instagram. She's not. <laughs> no, it's a fake. It's a fake Avril Lavigne. This Avril Lavigne is a is a doppelganger. They killed her off in like 2004, or she had committed suicide, and they just replaced her. Like, that's what the conspiracy theory is. <laughs> Honestly, like, you can make up bollocks to anything and find reasons to back up your thoughts. Because, like, in a room full of brown, there's equal amounts of red, but you focus on the brown and someone says, how much red was there? I don't know. And then you look and it's, like, half red. So we only focus on what we are looking for in the first place. So, yeah, you can always find, like, did George Bush know? Yes, I'm sure intelligent agencies did know that it was going to happen. Maybe not at the exact same day, but this chatter, uh, it doesn't mean that he could have done anything because what are you going to do? Like, what the fuck could he have done at that point? Like, fucking go and find Bin Laden and hold him down? Like, it's just not how it works. Like, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. Bin Laden, I know you are planning something. I suggest you don't because <laughs> you will have the military of the United States up your asshole. So I suggest you don't. Well, like, what was he supposed to do? <laughs> well, it's weird because, like, from from my world of being a pro wrestler, since since I'm 14 years old, I'm 36 now, so most of my life has been spent in a world where I know everything's every, I know everything's set up. I know everything's a work. I look at everything like it's a work, like sports, like football. Um, like like American football, it feels like it's a work to me. Um, I feel like basketball is probably a work. I think pro wrestling's the only thing that like owns it and goes, yeah, this is entertainment. We get it's entertainment, but like we're the only ones. <laughs> Everything else is entertainment for entertainment's sake, but it it's it's manufactured. Reality shows are manufactured. That's structured reality. They came as close to say that when True TV came out with all their reality TV shows, they would say, oh, it's not reality, it's actuality. When they're saying actuality, they're saying they're acting out. They're, they're being right up in your face about how this is all a work. They've, they've structured this whole entire thing. Impractical Jokers, right? You've heard of them, yeah? Yeah, I just saw their movie. They, they I have, bet you loved them. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Well, so their movie's out right now? Yeah. Well, their new one? Yeah, it's in the theaters right now. 
amazing. I need to look to see if it's in my theatre. Fucking love them. Obsessed with them. I've seen every episode millions of times. I fucking love them. Like, I don't crack up, barely laughing, where I'm tense and I'm like, oh, fuck me, God, my fucking hell. Only practical jokers make me laugh that much. Like, not even, like, stand-up comics make me laugh that much, but they're just, like, incredible. And they're, like, they're 40 years old. It just shows that you never really grow up unless you choose to. And life is about having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, those dudes aren't stuck in the 9-to-5 anymore. They... Did you ever see The Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger? No. <laughs> no? Well, there's a part when, like, as a little kid, he sees he sees a knight, like a knight uh, on a horse. And he says to his dad, like, I want, I want to do that. Even though, like, to be that, you'd have to be, like, born into it. And, and uh, the dad says, well, a man can change his stars. Because he manufactured a reality where he could be that. We can, we can, we can manipulate what we want to manipulate. However, however we have to do it. I mean, as long as we're not hurting people. As long, Absolutely. As long as, as long as it serves us, it serves our goals, serves our purpose. Holding on to our old stuff, like oh, mommy used to make us go to depot all the time. <laughs> like, that's not serving you, man. We got, we got to move past Fuck that. Fuck it out. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I need a fucking bed. The only place that sells it is Home Depot. But Mummy used to make us go there. I'd rather sleep on the floor. All right, then. Will you sleep on the floor? I'll get a fucking mattress. Twat. Like, it's funny. <laughs> uh, my, my, that ain't uh, so funny. My, uh... <laughs> that ain't so funny. Like, 15 years ago. Bro, 15 years ago? And it's it's strange, man. Like uh, I had a, I had a, I had a house guest who was going through some like, some real like depressing, like de- deep depression, some bipolar things like that. And it seemed like what he was doing was because his pain was his pain, and that was all he was seeing. He would minimize any of your pain. When you say you have that you're going through a thing, he's like, nah. Well, I saw this. This messed me up. And it's like, it becomes a competition. Which one of us has had a more fucked up past? And it's like, bro, we don't have to compete for this. I don't live there anymore. I've moved out of that. I have other places to go. I have other things. That, 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 witnessing, like finding a dead body when you were a kid. Yeah, traumatizing. Move past, you're not a little kid anymore. (laughs) Did you ever find a dead body when you were a kid? I haven't. No, I haven't. But I'm saying, like, like that that would if I, if I did if I did and you told me, and then you told me you have Tourette's, I'd be like, nah, whatever. You didn't find a dead body when you were a kid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the dead body I found was my nan when she choked on a grave at the dinner table, and then she came back alive. So it wasn't really a dead body anyway. <laughs> but but it's like we we. I think everybody everybody deserves to feel heard and seen and validated. So, of course, of course, your pain is your pain, and it's truly, truly sad and real. But let's work on let's work on evolving past it, because it's not serving today. It's not serving you tomorrow. 
what we'll serve you tomorrow is some some positive goals, some short-term goals. And I and I, I was even saying like, you know, when you find yourself in that place, maybe let's go to a different place. Let's find some distraction from that. You know, it's it's weird because your head your head takes you in a lot of different places and of course there's mental illness and and it's you know sometimes unavoidable and it's it's tough man <laughs> it's, it's yeah, that's the thing our body is is changing like a tree changes um that physically changes you see the change but in our brain mentally it stays the same we think it stays the same because it's like in our head you can't get it out so when people relive past trauma, past experience, and they feel sorry for themselves and they beat themselves up, yes, that is very sad that that happened to you. I went through a lot of shit growing up, as did most people. But you can relive that over and over and over and over and over again, or you can deal with it, find solutions, find answers, and then move on from that past, that mindset, and, and, create, and create a new mindset, okay? Your mindset's constantly changing, like our body's changing. But we forget that we have to take control and change it. It's not just going to suddenly change. Like our body, yeah, it will change without us really wanting it to. We're going to get wrinkles, our fucking balls are going to sag, whatever, yeah? They're going to float in the bath. But <laughs> mentally, we think that, oh, well, I can't do anything about it because if it was going to go, then it would. We have to take control of our thoughts ourselves and change and find answers and find solutions. And then you heal yourself through going back into that part of your life that was horrible finding answers, reliving it, crying, grieving, letting that anger out from that father that didn't love you in that way or that person who abused you, whatever. Yeah, it's bad, but you have to live your life for another 80 years. And you can either just live a very unhappy life or go into that mindset. Imagine what he did. Forgive him in your mind. Let him go. Okay, and cry and grieve. I had to do that for the bullying that I had. I had to go in my mindset, see the bully, and then sort of avoid him and forgive him, see his pain. And then I moved on. And I forgave, I healed myself through reliving the shit that I never dealt with. I had to grieve, I had to cry. I remember crying at 21 about things that I didn't cry about when I was like, say, 12 at school. I relived that time that person did that to me or whatever. And I relived it in my head and I cried so like profusively that my whole muscles like, like a proper cry. Like, like I had to relive that proper emotion. Mm. And then when I relived that, feeling of crying it went that feeling went my energy increased i felt exuberated it was like someone had squeezed all the toxins out of my brain and my body and the lactic acid and i was free so yeah we have to face those fears to heal ourselves and people don't want it because it feels it's too painful to relive that for example seeing a dead body again but it's the only way you're going to set yourself free right it's like um Just, uh, have you ever heard of Dustin Thomas? He's a musician. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be a no to every time you say, have you heard of this? Have you heard of that? No, 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 well, no, no. I've heard of, I've heard of Donald Trump, and that's it. <laughs> well, have you heard of the United States President Donald Trump? No. <laughs> well, there's a musician, and one of his songs, he says, cast whatever doesn't serve you to the fire. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it's, that's the way I'm choosing to live. Uh, I do... I do think that forgiveness should come from a place where somebody didn't ask for it. You forgive them before they ever even asked. Because it's not for them. You forgiving them isn't for them. If they say sorry first and you then forgive them, that's for them. But if you, if you find your place 
in forgiving them before they ever asked for it, you're, you're better off. You're, 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 for, you're forgiving, but that giving grace. Like, I, I, don't, I don't road rage. When I'm driving and people, people do things, I go, oh, well, I make mistakes too. I mean, absolutely absolutely same as me yeah i give them the thumbs up if they give me the finger if they are angry i just smile i understand that sometimes i might be in the wrong lane and um and uh this, this shit happens it's like it, there's always going to be an angry person on the road there's always going to be a storm just bring a brolly like don't get angry if somebody's angry let them pass it doesn't matter it doesn't matter like it's always going to be there um yeah i don't get angry on the road just, 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 it's just part of life. It's almost like living with one leg. Um, you try and kick a ball in your head, you've got that leg and you fall over because right. it was in your head. And you go through the swing and you've got no legs, so you fall. It's like shit's going to happen. Well, you just like, have to adapt. We got to, we got to <laughs> adapt. Yeah, it's, it's funny, man. Like I, I had a, a couple of years ago, I had a conversation with my father, and you know, I'm not going to get into the whole him never being around and me not, you know, me growing up without him. But, uh, you know, he got into, he got into talking to me about, like my sister had recently at that point reached out to him and cursed him out and, and like didn't want a relationship and wanted to drudge up old stuff, like old stuff, stuff she was angry about. And he was like, he was in, in justification mode. He was like, well, you acted this way. So I acted that way and this and that. And, and he was like. Hey, I'm going to talk to you about what your thoughts on are on everything. And I was like, "All right, you want my my real thoughts? You you were abusive. You were very abusive, and uh, you were neglectful. And I I forgave you without you ever asking for it because if you hadn't been that way, I wouldn't be who I am right now. And I love me right now so much. It's not about you and what you did. I love me too much to live in the in the trauma." I like I'll, I can I can talk about it and I can relive it, but all that's gonna do is is maybe bring up feelings of of you know being you know feeling like I wasn't enough or you know I don't want that I I want to live in a place where I know I'm enough I I I know I know I am love I know I'm a, I'm a being of light <laughs> who yeah who absolutely who's really doing doing work and you know giving this message out like dude you, no matter how bad you've got it it could be so much worse it could be so yeah. much worse like some of my friends some of my friends don't you know were, went through foster care or had drug addicts as parents or it could i've seen examples of it being way worse so let me uh, consider the source of it is that I'm I'm ever evolving and I'm going to grow through this and hopefully inspire others. Like that's that's what I want to do instead of like living there and really like and going back to the thing you said earlier. This is all pretty cyclical. This is all I can't pretty. Even cyclical. Remember? Did I even say that? Fucking hell! Two yeah. hours. You, you said something earlier about you said something earlier about when you're sleeping and you're dreaming and sometimes you don't dream right and you were like well that's 
kind of what being dead is. Like, it's just like, whatever. But like, I, I went through this. I went through all this. I went through all this eight years ago. I had to have brain surgery. So they, they put me to sleep and they cut my head open from here all the way to here. And through that, I was out. I don't remember. I wasn't dreaming, nothing. I, so my, my brain, my life, my, my, my vibrations were all in the hands of someone else. I, I had, when I came out through that, it was all about, you know, like, like you said, the, that, that law, the power of the power of the law of attraction. I started like, even right before going into it, I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get back in the ring. My, my wrestling career is going to be better than it's ever been. And it was like, they, they were like, Hey, you're, you know, did you prepare yourself to be here for 30 days? And I was like, no, why? And they were like, well, we might have to teach you how to read and write and walk and talk all over again. And I was like, no, you won't. No, you won't. I was like, I'll be out of here in a week. I'll be out of here in a week. I was, I was home in three days. <laughs> like, that's just, I, I, don't want, I don't want somebody else telling me how it's going to go. When it's like, oh, you don't write the future. I, I write the future. I write my future better than you can write my future. Yeah, a um, few things. People forgive for their own reasons. It's not forgiving that person for them. It's for you. When you let go of something, you reach another level of consciousness. When you forgive, you let go of that negative energy that doesn't serve you purpose. So it's not about them. It's about you. It's doing what makes you feel good by forgiving. Secondly, yeah, grass is never always greener, but it is always browner. Yeah, that is, that's a guarantee. There's always someone else who's got it worse, and often there's not a better car out there because it's just all the same, four wheels, different brand or whatever. Um, um, yeah, like when I said like, back in the day, um, am I going to have Tourette's forever? Yeah, there's no cure. You're going to have it forever. Well, what do you mean there's no fucking cure? It's not, there's no problem in the first place. It's brain activity. When I'm asleep, I'm not twitching. When I'm meditating, I'm not twitching. How can there be a cure if there's no problem, right? And they say... You're probably going to have it forever, okay? So based on statistics of other people with threats who are 50, 40s, going, fuck, chicken wings, McDonald's is a cunt, Trump is a... You know, you're doing it based on statistics. But they don't know what I know, which is it's just thoughts and meditation, and, and it will go. So if you're basing that on that, and that doesn't exist either, because I could tell them that now, there wouldn't be any threats, wouldn't be any statistics. So again, you're talking bollocks. Just because most patients who are fucking retarded and negative were in the bed for 30 days does not mean I'm the same as them. We're all human, but we're different energy levels, different mindsets, positive and negative, made up of different biology. My immune is stronger than yours versus theirs. They might have been here for 30 days. The most people that come in here might be for 30 days. But me, I'll be out of here in three days, mate. I don't care what your bloody doctor, surgeon, manager, university professor says. I'm going to be out of here in three days. That's the end of the story. (laughs) Yeah, so again, we create our own lives by what we either believe or don't believe yeah it's it's fun man it's fun it's fun to see to look forward to go i have all these i have all these dreams and goals and and i'm i'm making that happen i'm not i'm not sitting in the passenger seat like like incubus will say uh, hold the wheel and drive 
That's that's like, you know, that's also music I listened to when I was in high school, but I still love. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I sometimes look at the moon on a walk at night time, and I just look up and I'm like, the trees are blowing, that fox is just going in that bin, the birds are tweeting, whatever. I'm like, no one's here. There's no God. No one's doing anything for me. If I want something, I've got to get it. No one's doing shit. This moon's going to be here in a thousand years' time, and it was here a thousand years before. No one's doing anything for me. I am controlling my own life. I'm driving my own car. And if I don't do something, it won't happen. If I do something, it won't happen. And then when you realise that, you can't rely on government, you can't rely on parents, family, past life, God. you just got to do it yourself. It doesn't matter whether God does exist or not. It's just do you. Be independent and do your shit. Um, what was I going to say? Um, can't remember. I'm going to say um, something about... Something about um, no, no, no. This was a thought that I thought about ages ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, you say, hey, you can't remember what you did, like, you know, at school last week. Mm-hmm. I don't... I am so present that I can't remember what I had for dinner last night. Okay? Because if you hold on to information... It's a waste of information. It's like cluttering your hard drive with unnecessary files, right? I'm so present that it's like I open up a tab on the computer. When I'm done, I close it. I don't leave them open. And for me, knowing what I did last week, what was on the news last week, what I did then, I don't need to know that. I'm sure if I went back into my mind, I could find that mill. But I don't remember it. It's not relevant because it's gone. It's All I've got is now. Right. And the future's irrelevant because I might not make it. So why do I need to know what I'm going to have for dinner on Friday? I don't need to know what I had for dinner last week. Why the fuck does that matter? All I care about is my steak and chips in front of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I care about. But yeah, it's a waste of energy, a waste of time. I need to worry about shit, especially like, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, even tomorrow. It's all the past. It's just stuff that's already happened. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny, like the way, do you have like a way that you normally start wrapping things up on your show? No, just stop when you want to stop. If you want to go, no, I'll ask I, I, you... Uh... I'm going to tell you what I normally do. And let's see if we do this. Um, normally I say... Well, it's funny because I say... I always say, hypothetically, this podcast is your podcast now. Right? So whoever the guest is, I say it'll be Evolving with Oliver. Right? So it'll go from being called Evolving with Corey Castle to Evolving with Oliver. Right? And in some sort of Jerry Springer's final thought sort of way... If you could wrap this whole conversation up, how would you do it in like a Jerry's final thought sort of way? Um, I would say, um, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, no idea unless I make someone up right now. I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't really watch Jerry Springer. Like, I don't know. How did he used to wrap up his shit? Oh, he would just be like, hey, let's remember conflicts happened and, you know. It's a part of life, and let's remember to be kind to each other. Like, sort of, like this, sort of, <laughs> just a real cheesy. Okay. You sound like Kermit the Frog, so I'll do it in a Kermit the Frog voice. <laughs> okay, everybody. Well, you just have to remember that we're only here on this planet once, and you need to love everybody and just forgive everyone and know that we're all suffering, and it's okay. We'll all find a way out sooner or later, and all you can do is just pray to God and eat your steak and make sure that the grass is watered. <laughs> Just a lot of nonsense. <laughs> well, the rain will take care of that. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, do you want to plug anything, any links, social media, websites, podcasts for us before um, we uh, wrap it up? 
Yeah, um, sure. I mean, I don't have a website. I know you do. Say yours, because that's important. Oh, um, if they're they're watching this, they're on the website. (laughs) No, but I'm saying, if I release the audio on my my podcast. Hi, my name is Oliver. I'm on Corey Castle's uh, Evolving Podcast, which is my podcast, because what's his is what's mine, because we all share the same food and the same energy and the same oxygen. Uh, Bollocks. Uh, Talkwitholiver.com. Well, my podcast, Corey Castle. I'm I'm Corey Castle, which is spelled C O R Y K A S T L E. Castle with a K. Corey with no E in it. And it's a uh, my podcast is called Evolving with Corey Castle. So it's the word evolving, and then a W slash, and then Corey Castle. You can follow me on Instagram at Corey Castle as as a as spelled the way I said it earlier, <laughs> and uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff, same way. Um, and like I always, I always say on the show, and I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it to you. Like I already said it earlier, I'm say it again. You ever think you need a friend, like a judgment-free conversation? You need a resource in some way? Don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm happy to be your friend and be your resources. It's great that this is just the start. And anyone listening, I'm not hard to get a hold of. I'm not, you know, reach out to me and we'll. Uh, We'll have a good judgment-free conversation, and if I can help you in some way, I'd be fucking pleased. Like someone out there who's isolated and lonely, has got no friends, no family, doesn't know where to go, he can go on his iPhone and just speak to another human being and have a great conversation for two hours like we did, and it makes you realise your life isn't as bad as you think, and you have this enormous, like, wake-up of, oh, my God, I don't want to die anymore. Like, it's amazing, like, obviously there is problems through this type of shit, social media and stuff, but there's also so many amazing stuff it's just what you focus on the good or the bad okay i'm gonna end this here Uh, i'm gonna press stop recording and i'll say goodbye afterwards yeah bye everybody keep evolving (laughs) so are you uh, is this stop recording now are you uh, Uh, did you record the audience this as well yeah this this actually was a very 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 interesting different podcast i know that i always say this was different to the last one but um maybe i am just evolving and like you know conversations are evolving but most podcasts I've done online are an hour or an hour and a quarter Uh we've done two hours so we did flow we did go to another consciousness where we were speaking about so much it was different different vibe like it wasn't just like knowledge and education it was like this kind of pub conversation banter backwards and forward bollocks like it was a good little flow man I liked it a lot um, yeah, so if you want me to come on yours, um, I mean, I don't know, whatever you do, but um, just, again, reach out to me. Um, I am on this journey, I'm at the beginning, so I'm sure you will come back around at some point. Um, you will come back around at some point. You might come to London and then we'll do a podcast in person. Or I might be like, I need a couch, I'm coming to Philly for a day. And they'll be like, it's there waiting. Yeah, dude, um, absolutely. You know, like, a flight to America, for example, is like, I don't know, 400 quid. You need a visa, which is free. You just need a place to stay. So shit like this happens. It's not hard to make happen. It's just if you actually want it bad enough. Yeah. Well, I'm psyched we were able to do this. I say on my podcast all the time, um, the there's a huge currency in effort. There's a huge currency in attention. So getting your effort and your attention for this long has been very much appreciated. And, you know, I encourage you, if you, you know, all the stuff we talked about, dude, I'll send you links to some stuff and 
uh, you know, do it. go, do it. Do go it, back yeah. and listen to other episodes of my show if you if you think it'll be helpful to you. Because really, uh, dude, I'm 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 super psyched to have this platform. I feel very blessed to have this voice and to be able to use it. So you know, <laughs> if you want to send send me the many comedians you think I should check out as well. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, um, because I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I love new stuff and new like comedians and stuff. And any podcast that you think I should, not that I will listen to it, but it's there. Yeah, you know, as a resource. If yeah. I suddenly become an listener, but yeah, um, we will speak again because uh, I have very much enjoyed this. Um, yes. This is not the end. It is not the end. <laughs> All right, um, can you, um, can you send me the links? Like, just me- messenger the links of like your Instagram and your website. Absolutely. Your podcast. Yeah, like, yeah. That's... The actual link yes, so that's... I can copy it. That's what People I... keep sending me the fucking handle. Yeah. Type I... it into bloody Instagram and copy and paste yeah, it. And it's, yeah. it's like, oh, I have to create your hyperlink now? I asked yeah, for the link, you, not, not your tag. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Same thing. Uh, so I'll send, you, I'll send you over that stuff. You send me over your stuff. And, you know, we'll... We'll keep a, you know, keep a creative consciousness. Uh, also, um, your podcast people, um, I don't know who you know, but I'm sure you know what to do and how to and how to make stuff happen. Like, you know, um, with your other people, maybe I can do a podcast with them. Well, um, I'm going to send you over get me to the next level. I'm going to send you over to to my friend Dominique, who's the 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 medium, the psychic medium. Yeah. And uh, you, you know, you guys can have a have a cool little conversation. And uh, you know, if, if you can think of anything else to ask me, dude, ask me anytime. I'm always around. I know we're... it's interesting because your thing is evolving, right? Right. And let's just say that I've done people on level one, and you know someone who's a name, which gets me to level two. Well, I have evolved with you because I've gone to the next level. I've gone to someone with a bigger name, for example, who's got say tens of thousand followers as opposed to just a thousand. So I have evolved with Corey Castle, Dobby with a hyphen. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep in touch, yeah? Um, send me those links. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. Right on. Come on. Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the end of that episode, and that was a good time. And uh, if you're still with me, thanks so much for all your effort, and I hope that that didn't come out sounding like that bad because uh, it was done a very different way. Take care. Keep evolving. Bye-bye.